Hi everyone, welcome to Third Spacing, the podcast where we explore important issues on the peripheries of clinical medicine in Singapore. Today I talked to Chen Xiang and Wei Sheng, who are rising M5s, about their experience in moving from polytechnic into NUS medicine. In this episode, we talk about why they chose to go to polytechnic instead of junior college. How did they come to make their decision to wanting to become doctors? Their transition from polytechnic into NUS medicine. How the experience has been so far in both the clinical and preclinical years. The surprising benefits of going to poly over JC. And some advice for people who come from a non-conventional background but want to pursue medicine. So I think it'd be useful if both of you could start by introducing yourself. Okay, I can start first. So yeah, hi, I'm Jun Xiang. So my education background is I started as a normal cat student and then I moved on to poly and then eventually to NUS Medicine. So currently, yeah, as Anway mentioned, I finished my year four, so I'm moving towards year five. Yeah, so uh, I'm Wei Sheng here. So like, I'm also from Poly, except that I came from an uh, express stream in Poly, but it doesn't really matter. Lah. So same thing from, same as Jin Xiang, we're both from Poly. Actually, we're from the same Poly, from Singapore Poly. And then like, we entered med school together. And now, like, same thing, I'm also in my year four, going to year five. Okay. Maybe you could talk to us a bit more about what you did in poly, not just like on the academic route, but also like outside of academics. Okay, so yeah. poly, both of us studies biomedical science and outside academic. For me, generally during the poly years, I play soccer and do some CIP projects here and there. That's outside my education. Then for biomedical science, what we generally learn, laboratory testing. So we specialize in medical technologies option, which is like learning how to perform laboratory investigation for doctors to treat patients, learning how to do blood tests, urine tests, and all those samples for patients' licenses. Yeah, so like what Jinsia mentioned, like our poly course is like mainly related to all these lab tests. So like maybe I'll just introduce a bit of what I do outside of poly. So when I was in poly, most of my weekends are spent actually quite, boring one so like most of my weekends are spent on doing like part-time jobs the rest of my time would either be spent on like schoolwork or organizing CIP projects so I actually like get involved in quite a lot of CIP projects as well as other events in school like for example in our own course we have a student chapter so like I'm actually part of the student chapter to help to organize events for our course mates so maybe we could talk a bit about when it was that you decided that you wanted to be a doctor and would you say it was like before poly or during poly and how that could have like factored into your the activities that you chose to do in poly and what kind of ambitions you had. Okay, we sure you can start first. Oh, nice arrow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so, right. Actually, the decision to get into medical school was not something that started in secondary school, I would say. Like in secondary school, I, I guess most of us are still like quite naive. We don't really know what we want to do when we grow up. But then I think some of us would have some direction like in terms of which industry or like which field of work you want to go in. So when I was in secondary school, I was pretty interested in science. So like, I was thinking like next time if I want to do something, it has to be like something science related. So like science related quite broad. I like, got many things like can be physics, chemistry or like bio. After I got my O-level results, I kind of like applied for poly because my parents actually wanted me to go to poly instead of like JC. After I entered like biomedical science, then I guess throughout the three years, I got myself involved in many CIP projects as well as many research like projects also. So like actually for our course, the prospects, you can say it's quite limited. It's also quite broad also. Quite broad because you can apply to most of the general degrees, but in terms of quite limited, it's because like, the things that we learn is quite specialized. So 
what I can do after I graduate with my diploma or to apply for a related degree would be that of either healthcare or research, life science research, this kind of things. After doing, I guess, what, three months of research with ASTAR, I felt that I didn't really like the research road. Uh, I felt that I like to interact with people more and I kind of enjoyed organizing CIP projects as well as being in the front lines talking to people, which is why I thought like, maybe healthcare would be a better option for me. So that's how I ended up applying to like NUS Medicine. Mm, that's nice. So for me, it's same thing. I didn't start during secondary school. So secondary school for me is like, you know, okay, I scored pretty well for O-levels. So end up I chose poly because I didn't have biology background. So during SEC 1, SEC 2, you know, you learn your basic biology, uh, move on to SEC 3, SEC 4, SEC 5. Unfortunately, my school don't offer me bio. So that's where I find like my interest really lies in bio, which I missed during SEC 1, SEC 2. So that's where I spoke to my teacher and then my form teacher is like very nice. Then she encouraged me to, you know, pursue something that I like. So from there, she said, you can try going poly to take bio. Then, you know, part of me actually quite hesitant because, you know, you don't have bio background and then go into a bio course. That's like a big leap. La. My form teacher encouraged me la, to say that if you try nothing, it's actually difficult. La. You can actually achieve something. So that's where, okay, I listened to her. And then I move on to poly to take biomedical science. So that's where I didn't regret. La. I mean, so... Throughout year one, year two, through year one could be kind of a bit challenging in biomed science because most of the people who come into biomed science have some form of biology background. So my interest came that I want to study medicine only during year two, I guess, uh, when I was doing internship at KK Hospital. So I was posted to KK Hospital for three months. And from there, I learned how to perform laboratory diagnostic on patients. So from there, you know, every time a patient comes in, uh, when they do laboratory investigation, they will send a form to the lab. So me as a med tech, I'll process the lab form and then what laboratory investigation to do. So I really remember there's one patient who constantly require blood transfusion. So in previously when I was med tech, I kept processing this patient form. So that's where I find like biomedical science is actually interesting. Like I get to learn all those investigation skills, find out what's wrong with patient and report to the doctors. The only pity about biomedical science is that we don't really get much interaction with the patient. Like most of the time, we, we know the patient well through the laboratory investigation form, but not the patient itself. So that's where, you know, I find that medicine itself have best of both worlds. Like you get to do laboratory investigation, like you learn how to diagnose patients and also at the same time communicate with patients. So that's where I find, yeah, medicine is actually something related to biomedical science, but with more patient interaction. That's where I apply medicine. And then, yeah, that's how I ended up in medicine today. So I feel like maybe now at M3, M4 level, when you have to, in the in OSCE, be like, oh, I would like to order these investigations. You guys would be really good at it. <laughs> you guys processed it in the past. I mean, in the past when we learned biomedical science, we don't really have idea of why doctor ordered this. I mean, we know that this certain test is for what condition, but then we, we don't know how doctor make judgment about it. We only know, oh, we are supposed to do this test when the, when the order form comes in and then we might suspect the condition. So most of the time, are the doctor making decision like what kind of test to order and our end is how to perform the test. Lah. So, I mean, we know a bit of the background of the test. Like why, why do we do this test? But we don't know behind the decision. So only after medical school, going through medical school, then we understand that, oh yeah, there's a lot of factor comes into play, how the doctor make decision. Yeah. Actually, I didn't do any internship in like medical lab because I spent my internship time doing research at ASTAR. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't really know a lot about what's going in the background. But I guess like, if you ask me what like our poly actually equipped us the best with, it's like our poly actually taught us how to do phlebotomy back oh, in yes. poly. So 
So I think that's a very important and useful skill right now in medical school. So, so I, I thought something that was quite interesting that both of y'all said was like, which and like your your parents said that they would rather you go to poly than JC. And then for Jin Xiang, you said like you chose to go to poly because you didn't have like a biology background, even though it was something yeah. that you were interested in. Then I was wondering, why do y'all prefer the poly route as opposed to the JC route? What were like the other considerations y'all had when y'all chose to do poly instead of JC? Oh. Okay, so for, for me, it's kind of simple. Because like for JC, you have to take GP, English, and you have to take H1, H2. La. So for me, during secondary school, my subject combination are all combined sciences. So combined sciences, combined humans. So going from combined to H2 is a big jump. Another problem is English. My English isn't that good. So going to JC, we should have to take GP, writing essay. I think I will not be able to, you know, like cope with the rigor of JC. So that's why JC wasn't really in my consideration. Only like different courses of poly that I'm trying to narrow down during my secondary five towards poly. They are the transition phase. So for, for mine, it's slightly, slightly different. I guess like one of the main reasons why I chose like poly instead was like, firstly, like cause my parents were quite worried that I would be too stressed out if I were to apply to JC. But I wouldn't say like going to poly would not be so stressful. Like, it's the stress level is the same. In terms of like stress level, like it's just like in poly, your stress level is consistently there because you need to score well for every semester. Whereas in JC, it's usually more built up towards the end of the, your whole JC where you have like A-levels. Another consideration was also to work part-time during the my, my time in poly. So basically to earn a bit of extra income or so. So, so I guess that, that was another consideration. Back then in secondary school, I, I was also quite aware that, you know, no matter where you choose, like whether you go to poly or go to JC, you still have the chance to apply to uni eventually after that. So, so I guess that was reassuring for me as well. Okay. Then I was wondering, when you guys were preparing your application for NUS Medicine, or LKC medicine or whatever medical school. Do y'all have any fears or any considerations? Or and was it like someone guiding you? How do y'all navigate that? So for me, I guess there's a lot of help involved. Like I find that getting into medicine is not only my effort alone. There are a lot of people who are helping me along the way, like my teachers, my phone teacher who's constantly encouraging me and then advise me on what to do, how to move on from here, choosing some career option and course option. Then there are also poly lecturers. So our poly lecturers actually help us prepare for interview and then give us advice on what options to go after we graduate. And of course, there are also my doctor who actually nice enough to actually help me to get a brief idea of what's medicine all about and yeah, telling me the pros and cons of doing medicine. So from there, I guess with all this help, they help me navigate through can, can be quite applying medicine can be quite daunting, like some prestigious course in Singapore. So yeah, I think helps. I think a lot of people around me help me through this through this uh route. What about Wisha? So so for me it's about the same la. Like I also agree with you like fully that it's not like our own effort alone because like because I'm sure like a lot of people around us are actually, like actually helped us a lot in like in terms of applying to med school. So like I guess the biggest the biggest like effort would go to like our lecturers because like they themselves have helped many of our seniors to get into medical school. So 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 they know like how the process is like and usually they are the ones there to actually guide us through the whole process. Another like important group of people would be like peers. Which, which are all the people applying to med school together from poly. So we kind of applied together. So there are things that, if it thinks that we miss out, we'll be able to check with one another to see whether we miss out anything. And then, like, I remember there was, like, some interview prep from our 
tutors from our poly oh, lectures yeah. we all sat in together then we have to rotate through different lectures to ask us different questions yeah. just in a way to prep us for our interview because I guess like our course is quite small quite niche so like we only have like handful of students it's, it's quite easy to give this kind of focus kind of coaching so I guess that's how we actually managed to navigate through and okay lastly it's like our seniors our seniors also some of them also came down and gave some talks to teach us how to apply and also like shed some light about what is what is it like in medicine so that we have a more informed kind of like decision when we apply you just keep your options uh of course if you apply medicine you also keep your options open and then yeah just hope for the best does my mind have a rhythm is my heart beating in tandem I was wondering maybe if you could talk about, like after you got into medical school in M1, maybe like the first semester, can you talk about how that transition was like from Oli to, to, yeah, to first M1? Okay, so I guess when we first started M1, I don't know about Wishang, but for me, I find that it's not much of a struggle because during poly, okay, like I would say like first semester of year one, Cause Polly actually prepared us for this because we learned a lot of like biology stuff, human body, blood tests, and everything. Lah. So a lot of basic sciences were taught in Polly. So during M1, during SEM1, it's more of like, I wouldn't say easy, but it's more manageable because most of stuff they most of stuff were repeated, like biochem, we were we were taught in poly, like I think they, they talk about clinical chemistry also. We also taught in poly. And then anatomy, there was some brief brief here and there during during our time in poly. But of course, uh, in med school, they teach you more stuff. Lah. So we just have to learn the additional stuff that was taught in, that was being taught in year one. I also agree with Jin Xiang. Like, in terms of the content, I feel it's still manageable because of the strong foundation that our poly puts us with. In terms of, I guess, interacting with people or like making friends or what, uh, I guess it's a different experience compared to people, other students who come from the more conventional kind of backgrounds because usually they know each other. Even from different JCs, they might know each other because they're in the same secondary school. So for us, it's, we only know like a handful of people. Like you can really just count with your fingers, kind. So like we only know a handful of people. But I think it's still quite manageable because in, in med school, there's this thing called the house system. So I, I guess it's quite an effective system because like within your own house, you'll get to know at least your housemates. Yeah, so I think it was a pity that we didn't manage to go for Medicamp, uh, which was the first bonding event that med school ever like organized. Because the period like when they had Medicamp, right, we we had our uh, we were still in BMT because like our BMT started like in July only because we are from the poly intake and the earliest intake is in July for poly, like for the normal batch. We didn't go for Medicamp and then like we just naturally got thrown into like the med school uh, arena and then we have to navigate through ourselves so like, I guess at the very start of school we depended a lot on each other then after that subsequently we managed to know people from our own house and managed to make new more new friends and then I guess it became more and more manageable after that yeah no but I must say like you know med school is actually yeah they people do know each other like uh, like those come from uh, like they, are, they came from the same school but however they are all actually quite friendly I must say because most of the time there are people who approach you uh, crack some conversation with you and then from there I mean I, I in the first few semester I do make a few friends with JC lah. so actually I wouldn't say it's a very like you know like they isolate you this kind they actually include you lah. yeah yeah it's quite inclusive lah. It's, it's glad that everyone's inclusive yeah, I, I, I think I can really attest to that. Lah. Like, I think most people in medical school are... I mean, if you choose to do medicine, you have to be a nice person, right? In oh, general. <laughs> I, I felt like actually, 
knowing these people and having like a crutch of like people whom you already know was in itself like a barrier to making new friends because you, you felt like you didn't need to make new friends if there were people you were already like familiar with. So I guess it, it goes like the other way around also. Despite the fact that everyone is so nice, is there any like, did you face any difficulty or like maybe like a social friend let's go? For me, I don't face difficulty. Like, okay, so for me, like house, I'm from a house nice. So yeah, my my house captain is very, very friendly. Like, okay, I'll just say the name. John Pong, Jonathan Pong. Yeah, he's extremely friendly. So so when I was first when I first came into medicine, like because during the transition, uh, when I came into medicine, it's not actually the first day of school. Uh, it was like, I think they were preparing for rag dance. Uh, yeah, so they were painting, they were painting their props and everything. So John Pong actually uh, asked me to come down and then I like, joined them. Lah. So that's where I first met John Pong. So, okay, at first I was have, uh, I have a bit of cultural shock because he was wearing his socks very, very high at that moment. And I was like, oh my God. But after that, <laughs> then he brought me to his house. Then I realized he's actually a very nice person. Like he actually brought me through. The, he gave me an orientation. Literally gave me an orientation about what's house system, what's house, who are the members in the house. And then yeah, then from there I made friends. Lah. So actually, yeah. So I'll say for me, my transition to medicine is actually kind of smooth with like, yeah, with my, you know, over-friendly, very friendly house captain. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I'm really glad that I know John Pong for the first day of school. Yeah. I think Chisha brought a very good point. I feel that like uh, one of the good ways to actually know people like in medical school is also like if you just, you know, get yourself involved in like the things that everyone does it together. Like for example, like right. So so like when I think even before school started, like I went for the I went to help out in rec also. But I wasn't that intense. Like I went to help out like some of the stuff in rec also. So that's when I got to know like a few people more than my social circle in that school. So I guess that's good also. And also like I managed to meet, meet up with my house captain and like subsequently the house captain managed to introduce me to like other people in the house. And I guess like that's a good that's a good sign also like because like I managed to like know more and more people. So it's not so bad when school started because like when school started, I really like knew like most of the people in my house really despite not going for Medicare. Okay, so maybe like, I mean, rag and flag is a huge way of uh, making friends in medicine. I was wondering like, after getting in, in M1 and M2, what kind of activities do y'all take part in that helped you like form this like core group of friends aside from house system? Okay, so for me, generally medicine, they have a lot of CIP projects to do, like a lot of project running, like PHS, you have uh, NHS, you have TriGen. Yeah, so for me, I actually uh, participate a few of these CIP programs. Like uh, PHS, I participate PHS for four years in a row. From there, you actually uh, meet people from different houses, also uh, people from like your juniors and also people from other courses. Lah. So there you increase your social circle. Then next program that I join is TriGen. Okay, for TriGen, I also know slightly more people from there. And yeah, yeah, I guess it's through all those programs that medicine actually push out like all those short CIP project where students can sign up and then like you know serve the community yeah that's where I guess your social circle increase la. then of course after lectures then you will see these people then uh, somehow we will strike some conversation and then your social circle increase la. yeah so that's how I make friends I think the good thing about med school is that there's really just too many events that you can sign up for which is a good thing because it's the best way to know people from like signing up from for events in year one I was still like more free. So like I managed to join more stuff. And for example, like I managed to join like this CIP project, which is basically to help migrant workers. Like we, we do health screening to help migrant workers. It's called uh, Constructing Collaborative Care. So uh, I was in there for four years. Lah. So even now I'm still in it. 
so like um that was one of the first few CRP projects that I joined. And also I I did participate in NHS and PHS like as volunteers before. And I also joined Project Happy Apples and I joined for about two cycles where I managed to uh, visit like two patients and the first one unfortunately passed on. So uh like second one I'm still currently uh, visiting although my time in Project Happy Apples has already ended. Yeah, so then uh, of course, I guess the most hallmark of my medical school like life would be that of like Trigen, like similar to Jin Xiang. So actually we are both in Trigen. We are also in like the committee in Trigen. So so I've been in Trigen for about two, two to three years. I was there to help out in organizing the education materials as well as like allocation of manpower. So it was like in Trigen that I managed to meet like a lot of friends. And then because like, you know, when people plan a project together, usually they get closer because you need to see each other every Saturday. So most of my Saturdays are being burned on like doing like Trigen related things, which which I, I would say is very, very meaningful seeing like how the project has grown so much over the past few years. So I think apart from that, and then like sometimes medicine has a few other side events, you know, like like um sporting events or like arts and culture events. But usually I never really go for the arts and culture because like, I'm not a very artsy person. But for sporting events, like I am not good enough to participate in like IFG, but I tried going for Mad Law as well as like Interhouse. Oh yeah, still got still got another moment. Like you can make friends in library also, why? especially during exam <laughs> time, right? Oh <laughs> really? It's like during exam time, everyone will be in the library, right? So like during lunch time, dinner time, they were all like, you know, your friend, friends will also want to join for dinner or lunch, and that's where you, you increase your social circle again. Yeah, so I guess, you know, med school, there's a lot of opportunity to make friends, even in library. <laughs> now that you guys have already done entry and M4 of the, the clinical years, how has your experience been? And also mm. just how your transition was like in general? Yeah, I guess not, I wouldn't say discriminatory experience, uh, but like, I guess mine, for mine, is probably more of like positive kind of experience. Because, of course, most consultants, like when they know that you're from poly, they will get a shock. Because I guess in their time, when they applied to medical school, like, that there wasn't like this group of students from poly who who can apply or manage to get in so i guess it's just something new and and not to mention like poly even like other like jc's like not the conventional like the top three or what jc's like um in, in their times probably also quite rare also so i guess like um they were more shocked to know that we are from poly but they like most of the consultants don't really discriminate against us just because we are from poly because like the, the fact that we all managed to uh, be in the same medical school i guess it also says we are on the same playing field already so so I think I didn't really experience any like discriminatory kind of experience. But I, I guess that like, most consultants are also quite curious of like how we manage to apply to get into medical school. So sometimes part of the tutorial will also involve like the consultant asking us like, oh, so you're from poly. So, so uh, what, what do you do in poly? And then why, why do you apply to medicine? How, how do you apply to medicine? So these kind of questions always come up. Like, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That poly. So, so I guess like we are quite well, well equipped and well prepared to answer these questions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I also don't face any discrimination. Like, yeah, all the profs, yeah, like what we should say, they are more curious instead of like discriminating you. They'll be like, oh, how do you apply? And then like, how do you go about doing it? Then you must be very smart. Then I'll be like, uh, no, actually, no, I didn't even get into Dean's list, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so in poly, we have this Dean's list system. Yeah, Wei Sheng is one of the Dean's, yeah. So he's a gold medalist. But for me, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even in one of the, I'm not even in, in the top 10%. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We all end up in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just wondering, like, when these, like, consultants are so curious about the poly route, aside from, like, answering a question, does it ever, like, make you frustrated that they even have to ask these questions to begin with? And does it ever, like, make you feel different or affect, like, your sense of belonging, I guess? 
Mm, I mean, I don't find it discriminative. Like for me, like when like people ask, like prof prof ask, like consultant ask, I think they are more curious because, like you know, they don't they don't go through the road that we we go through because previously, uh, poly students uh, don't get into medicine. So I guess for me, I'm more willing to share. I don't find it discriminatory. It's more of like you know, like share knowledge that kind. So yeah, for me, no, I don't find it discriminatory. Uh, same, I also don't really find it like discriminatory. I guess like how you feel really depends on how you want to like perceive what, what kind of signals you are sending. Because like, like in a way, like I, I receive it in, in the sense that I feel that these consultants will actually ask me about like uh, which poly I'm from or like what, what do I do in poly. I, I guess they are quite gen- genuinely just very interested to know whether poly students can actually apply the medicine and also like uh, what are the curriculum that we have in poly that's different from JC. I guess they are just genuinely very interested, which I'm always like, very willing to share with them like my experience yeah it's, it's a very different experience from going through like the jc route so i guess that's why they're also more interested to know about how is this experience different yeah so yeah. i guess it's not really a problem yeah. so you guys like did things that i i guess like a jc could wouldn't have done um, in poly like for instance like we did research at ASTAR and then Jin Xiang did lab tech at King. Aside from phlebotomy, do you think are there any other ways in which your different training route has helped you see things differently in medicine or come up with more creative ideas? Do you all notice any ways in which the skills that you acquired in poly days could have like made you do things differently? So how poly helped is, yeah, I would say uh, report writing. Like poly, we do a lot of report writing. Like That really helped us for our medicine posting because we need to write like long essay, long reflection journal, case study. Like. Other than that, I guess during year one, year two, it's actually, it actually helped. Poly, we use a lot of microscope. So our microscope skills are like, okay, I would say very, very fast. Like we can actually focus and then like, you know, uh, tune like what kind of what kind of magnification to use very quickly. Like we can switch magnification very quickly. It actually helped us during year one, year two. Like year one, year two, we have this technology where we need to look under the microscope. Yeah. So from there, I think poly training actually helped us in this way. Like more of a laboratory sites, like whatever that we do in laboratory skills, it actually help us during uni times. Like. Yeah. And also like critical thinking, I guess, because like, you know, in poly, we have to do research and everything. We have to, I guess, it actually helped us like critical thinking. Uh, so maybe just to add on to like what Jinsel mentioned, I guess our poly also help us in terms of microbiology because it's a very abstract <laughs> thing that I guess most students would find like like so many fancy, fancy names. But because back in poly, we actually do the cultures ourselves and then we have exams to identify the cultures, apparently processing the cultures as well as growing the bacteria and also uh, coming to a diagnosis towards the end of the exam. So we actually have such exposure back in poly. So I guess it's the, that makes like microbiology not so foreign to us. In terms of other skill sets outside of the academic scene, I think something that our poly actually helped us a lot is that because our three years in poly, we really need to be very consistent to really maintain our GPA, which I guess is something that we kind of applied also in med school that we are consistent throughout our year one to like year un- until we graduate. So, so we have that mindset that, you know, we cannot really slack off too much. So we tend to be quite consistent and also very task driven. We tend to finish our tasks quite fast. In poly, we usually have many, many modules with many, many projects that is occurring at the same time. So we need to try and tackle all and make sure they are submitted on the same deadline. That's the plus point that our poly gave us. I guess one extra year outside also, you know, made us maybe more mature because we are older. I don't know. I got two extra years. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a nice like segue to, I guess like the next part. Like four years in medical is a long time. Plus M5, so five more, like one more year. And reflecting back and you are now 
um, maybe like someone who is thinking about applying to medical school. And what kind of advice like would you give to someone like that or someone has who has like approached you for advice and might be from like a non-conventional background? Okay, so I guess it's like I always give uh, general advice because uh, we also don't know what uh, NUS Medicine is looking for, like what's their interview criteria. So for me, I would, I would say that uh, don't be afraid of applying medicine. You can try apply. And of course, by applying medicine, you also must have subsequent backup plan. Don't just, you know, put all your eggs in one basket, like just one medicine and there's no backup. Lah. So you have to have a backup plan in case like the medicine route fails. Don't be too afraid to try, just apply. And then always have a backup to fall on. Yeah, you never know like what might happen. Like once you apply, you might actually be the one the prof in uh, NUS is looking for. Yeah. So I guess for me, uh, I would also fully agree with what Jin Sang said. Like in terms of advice, first thing I would also want to let them know that you know don't be afraid because if there's something that you really want to do, right, if you should just give it a shot because if there's something that you really want to do but then you don't really try, you have regrets in the future. Another thing I also usually tell my uh, to actually come and approach me would be that of that before applying to medicine, you want to know how is it like the medicine because you need to know what the doctors actually do in medicine so that you have a more informed decision. Uh, in terms of that, I, I think things that you can do is going for a job shadowing or even talking to seniors or even talking to doctors that you already know about their experience so that you know what you're applying for and not have the regrets five years down the road. And the last thing I'll usually tell them is that in terms of interview itself, I'll just tell them to just be yourself because you wouldn't want to fake a different personality just to get through the interview. Then after that, you're actually not the kind of person that you are like in the interview, which is going to be a problem because the way the interview is crafted is such that they find people who are more suited in that sense. So if you try to fake a personality back then, then it's not what you really are and it's not who you really are. Eventually, you'll, you'll suffer the most, I feel. Okay, guys, is there anything else that I missed out on that you want to talk about? Yeah, don't be afraid. Just apply. Okay, thank you guys so much for your time. No prop. Thank you no so problem. much. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. Just want to give a shout out to Erica Nyam, composer of our wonderful introductory music. The piece is called Locked In, which was first performed at the Sing Health Humanizing Healthcare concert in December of 2019. If you like this episode and would like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us at Third Spacing on Instagram or check out our website, thirdspacingpodcast.wordpress.com.